0: You know the biggest thing that we have to kind of move through during our deconditioning journey, because you know when you when you get to know human design and you read you're a projector and you read the basic stuff, you're like yeah, you know there's you know it in yourself, right? You mm-hmm. you know that you have been seen for maybe for the first time in your life, you have been seen for who you are, and from there the journey is to just watch the mind you know watch what it does and watch just how much it wants you to take action on things and when you don't do that you know because you've realized okay i've recognized this is not how things work and this is not how they're ever going to work for me it goes even crazier so i just i'm just really curious as a mental projector you know like I have a really strong mind but I have all of this openness so my everyday experience is not an energetic experience right it's not like I have a lot of energy to do things and I'm just involved in doing those things or any of that I most of my time is either in my mind just like my watching my mind go absolutely crazy witnessing that or actually looking outside of myself and looking at concepts and like organizing things mentally and so what does it look like in your head and how has it changed like through your deconditioning journey like because when you start it's kind of like the mind is super interested in design right it's super oh my god it loves it (laughs) and then you start your strategy and authority and then the mind hates human design you know yeah and it hates um I mean of course unless you keep educating your personality and you know then your personality is just interested in something else and something else and it can begin to watch things but I'm just curious how it has looked like like in your head from when you got started with deconditioning and kind of now where you're at
1: it's hard for me to even answer this question because like I feel like I, I'm so existential, like with 1020, it's like, I'm so in my current experience that the deeper I get into my deconditioning process, it's like the less connected I even feel to where I've been. Or like, I literally forget also like receptive mind, open Ajna, like floats in, floats out. Um, but at the beginning, I will say, yeah, my mind was very interested in human design. Oh, my, my undefined ajna was like, okay, great, we've found the answers. Now we're going to learn every single thing that is out there about human design, and we're gonna know everything that we need to know. And so at the beginning, for me, it was definitely um very heavily mind driven. Um, and I then I started working with John Martin. <laughs> I don't know if you know him, but um he he pretty much started slapping slapping my mind around and um, help me see that I help me see that that's what was happening. Help me see that that's what what I was doing was um, thinking that I could figure everything out. Thinking that I could finally overcome like the undefined ajna is always worried about not knowing things, right? Like always, there's always an insecurity about being perceived as dumb or whatever, and um and being a right mind too and and like that being my only right variable like raw talks about that configuration being like right mind waking up in a left world and like there being this like really deep tension in that um but so I started working with John Martin and he pretty much just like I would come into the sessions and like I would I would Be intellectualizing every single thing. Like, I had all the explanations, and he was like, It's scary how much you know. (laughs) Like, do you need to, like, but the funny thing is, um, so kind of like the deeper I got into my process, the deeper I got into my authority, I started, um, I just started losing interest, like, especially the last four months, like, Okay, well, there are actually a couple different nuances here. When my Ajna is defined by the transits, I have all this energy to like study things. So now I have hanging 43. So I have 43.23 for the next year or so. And all of a sudden, I'm like back studying things. Um, And so we had 43.23 in the transits over the summer last year. And so that was the time when I was like, I was listening to raw lectures all day, every day. Like it was just like consuming so much information and then the nodes changed my Ajna went undefined and that actually correlated with me kind of like getting pulled away from the information and and going deaf actually to a lot of stuff. And so understanding my deafness, I think was huge because I have all three death gates, including the whole channel of struggle. Um, so i started noticing when i was listening to things and i was just going deaf to them and then i was like okay so i know that like i don't need to be listening to this right now and so um my deafness started to really become my cue for like when i don't need to be absorbing information um and so the deeper i've gotten into my process the less of a shit I give about human design and like the less like i don't even really and this is part of the this whole like challenge and even like putting offerings out into the world is like I don't feel any identification with human design anymore when like a year ago I was like oh this is this is me, this is what I'm here to do for the rest of my life and like that's it. Um, and so it's like the uh, the less, less and less I identify with the system, but. I'm still receiving a lot of recognition for how much I know about the system. And so I'm receiving all these invitations, like will you please start offering sessions? And like, this is a lot of my in-person network in Austin. Um, And so it's like, I'm currently going through this, like, I don't even know where, yeah. Words, words, distilling, my whole experience into words has been really hard lately. I've felt like in general, not only like the human design system, but just like in general, the way that I'm experiencing life is so beyond the mind now. And like words are the language of the mind. And so it's like, I'm I'm feeling this tension right now. I'm like, how can I communicate and channel this experience that I'm having of living beyond the mind well not and like we're not not like i'm transcending the mind or anything but just like living my life from a place where it's not making my decisions but then like use the mind to do what it does like it is a part of our experience it's not here to be transcended like it does play a very important role and so that's kind of what i'm currently navigating but like the more of the details of my process like i honestly was so in it like i was so experiencing it that like I don't even know how i got here i just did like <laughs> it just happened that was just my trajectory um and the other thing i will say is like i also have meditation sets, and so like being able to watch the mind has been i would say natural for me i also have ten twenty 20 to find all in red you know so i feel like i do have those things kind of supporting my process in the background but now it's just like I feel like my frequency is at a place where like when a mind thought comes in, I, it just like, it just doesn't stick. It just comes in and out. And like, of course this varies day to day. How much sleep did I get? What's happening with the transits? You know, whatever. But like, I so quickly identify that that is the mind. And it's just like, I just view it like, oh, oh, like things come like, it's just and so that is the nice part about having an undefined Ajna and like, especially with meditation sense, I feel like I'm sitting here at my tea table and like there are no defined Ajna's around. Like I got nothing going on up here. It's just like pure presence. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 20 is my design Mars. And so like in Gene He's language, that's like your core wound and whatever. Um, but I've been sitting a lot with like what that, What that gate means and really feels like, because also it is unconscious though. So like I'm not fully aware of it, but I'm starting to just like experience that. But again, I don't know my life without that because it's always been going my whole life. So, like how you even explain these things, like when we're all so differentiated and like dealing with the mind in like such a unique way. It's like, I'm not gonna lie to you and like put on my website, like I can help you do all these things. Like I can share with you my process if i remember even what happened in my life (laughs) um but like it's such an independent experience so i don't even know if that answered your question or whatever but that's been my experience (laughs)
0: that's fascinating to hear you know because i mean you're so right we all experience the not self mind and the mind in general very very differently and i'm always fascinated to hear like what other people's experience of their mind is because i mean that's all that i experience from morning to night every single day you know i experience the brilliance of it when i am looking outside and you know, when I am being able to conceptualize things and think about things and put them in order and, you know, kind of put things together, like I can see the brilliance of it. And then I can just see how devastating it it can be to witness just how wild it can be, how ignorant, how mm. uh, just the how miscalculated, how derailed, you know, from the truth of who you are so I'm always like curious to listen to what what it is like in other people's head and it's so wild to hear that if there's no one around you with a divine Ajna and there's nothing happening in the transit field then you're just in your body in your present and that makes so much sense you know for you that makes so
1: much sense um So yeah, calm determination too. It's like, but again, like the only way I'm able to really access that state is through being in my environment, like nourishing my taste, cognition with my tea, calm determination, like the way I'm taking in information in a calm way, calm environment, like that is how I'm able to access that like no mind feeling. You know, if I'm out and about like, that's not necessarily happening <laughs> you know then I'm, then all the auras are, are throwing me all these things and I'm like okay trying to keep my center but um yeah there's so much nuance in our experience and I I deeply appreciate the role of mental projectors and also the challenge that that is of like that being your only consistent thing um and having lived with like a very heavily like my ex-husband, I told you had three Ajna channels, 6124, 1762, and 1156, and so it was like literally like living with the human mind, <laughs> and me constantly. Both of my parents had defined heads in Ajna, so like this was one of the main like biggest sources of deconditioning for me because my whole life I've felt insecure about this, about the fact that like I am here to have no mind, and my mind thinking that there's a problem with that, you know. Um, and especially with the opinions like with Gate 17, my ex-husband was on um, cross of service, 17 son, and my best friend growing up was a two-four splenic projector with judgment in 1762. So like the constant pressure to have opinions about things was like one of the most debilitating things. And like one of the most freeing things about human design was like understanding that, i don't have to have any opinions about anything like i can just taste and sample everything that's out there but like i don't have to identify with any of it that was like the biggest permission slip and just like sense of relief for me um so yeah the ajna has been something that's been really present in my life a lot of define um defined in my life and i feel really grateful to where I like my relationship with that conditioning is currently feels so good
0: (laughs) yeah it sounds like it that's great that's amazing um I wanted to ask you about you mentioned calm Hmm. determination was that something that was naturally like your way of being in digesting food and information or was it something that clicked after human design that clicked after human
1: design um in general i've just always been in living environments where with people like i've always like lived with people and so and mostly mgs um and so yeah it was it was really around the same time that i came into my environment that it it started happening very naturally um and actually my whole tea practice like getting into tea which like tea and human design are the two things that changed my life like tea is that of that much importance to me like tea taught me how to be a projector taught me how to sit the fuck down and just listen and say nothing and pull out and like penetrate the earth through the tea (laughs) um but it really wasn't until I came into my my environment um, that that started happening naturally. I naturally stopped wanting to have dinner with my ex-husband because it didn't feel like a calm environment for me with a constant Ajna definition, like the constant like questions and just like things coming at me. So I started naturally just eating earlier. And these weren't even things I was fully aware of at the time. It just naturally started happening. Um, but... It's more than just like, I don't know, for me, everything again, like it, it works together. It's like, I very much view my, my calm determination and my taste cognition together. And like, it's, it's about creating this whole environment. And that's why like this space here is like, it's everything in one, like it's my market, it's my taste, cognition, it's my calm determination. Like it's a place I can externalize. Um, So for me, it's like, it's hard to really separate them um but yeah I would say um after coming into my environment is when that really started clicking for me
0: Yeah, and makes the hugest difference right I mean for me I was I'm indirect so I was always kind of like eating bigger meals at night skipping breakfast all my life and just being a night owl in general but after I kind of knew about it like and like was more conscious of how I felt when I ate in the daytime or when I ate when I was out in the sun I still eat sometimes in the daytime when I'm hungry but indoors versus like eating outside directly in the sun and just noticing what that makes me feel like and witnessing that I mean, now it's just so obvious to me that my body feels so much more relaxed and like absorbs things so much better when I'm eating according to my PHS. Um, So yeah, it just makes the biggest difference. And it's just, I can just feel my cognition support me in my everyday life so much more. And, you know, I mean, I've always kind of had this like inner vision thing going on anyway. But now, as a mental projector, like I cannot talk about everything, you know, like every single thing. Like I can't just pick up the phone or meet someone and soundboard about everything. So I'm really maneuvering my life through my cognition. And mm-hmm. it's been so incredible to have that support to have that available to me where it's like okay am i receptive to this food or not like you know am i receptive to doing this right now or not and it's been so big for me that i'm just like now i can't go back like any time that i'm i'm not following my phs maybe it doesn't make a difference, that much of a difference, like one meal or, you know, here and there doesn't make that much of a difference. But say if, like, I'm out on a holiday, or I'm out with someone, and whenever I'm out with other people, like, my entire system gets full of energy, and, like, I kind of eat to, to, like, ground down a little bit. It's it, it just yeah. a lot. It's just, it's, the amount of energy that I absorb, and like now that I can witness that consciously come up in my system, sometimes food is the thing that I really need around other people to yeah. me inside my body. But then I notice that I feel kind of like like I don't have this deeper intelligence to to support me, you know. And I'm I'm making decisions that actually deplete me, and then I can leave those situations, come back to my space, and be like, okay, wow. This was yeah. a lot. I'm bitter. I actually don't feel like myself. So it's been huge. My PHS, like, although I was kind of still already naturally following that, had, and but knowing about it more consciously and going on the journey of really witnessing in my body what it feels like when I'm eating correctly for my system and when I'm not. And then witnessing the impact of cognition in my life has been immense, you know, like people, I don't know how, how people experience their cognition, but for me, it is just something that I rely on every single day more than anything else as a mentor. So what role does your cognition play in your life and how do you kind of see it showing up to, to support you? Yeah. Yeah
1: um well so I have taste cognition which is part of the splenic binary and and I'm splenic authority so for me like my taste cognition like is my authority pretty much because also my authority is defined in all black (laughs) and so um uh I love I love my cognition so much because it's so just like you can't ignore it. Like once it starts happening, it's like, okay, I can just ask myself a simple, like a simple question. Like, does this taste good? Do I want to eat this? Like, is it like, a, or like, yeah, I want to like consume more of this. And so having that as like this way to hone into what my spleen is actually saying is like healthy for me or not has been so huge. Um, And Cause the spleen is tricky, you know, like it it's quiet. And so I think before really understanding more about my cognition, I had a little bit more doubt about like, what is my spleen and what's what's not? Cause again, like both of the channels coming out of my spleen are defined in all black. So it is distorted by the mind. Um, And so having, yeah, having the language and just understanding more about taste cognition and more about like how that that's not only how i'm receiving information from people um but that's how i communicate with my authority is huge and so that's why like creating these practices um where i'm like kind of more actively engaging with my tastes like that's again why like the tea has been so profound for me it's like a way to practice receiving information through my mouth and that has been translated into all of these different ways that i'm able to to tune into what my taste is telling me with people and in different environments and things like that um but cognition is so so huge i mean all of phs right like like i said environment was everything for me calm determination i would say of all of them like because calm is like kind of an easy determination <laughs> compared to some of the other ones um and I'm a hermit anyways so like I was always, you know, at least after I moved into my environment I started eating more alone. Um but cognition and environment have been so 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 huge for my process. Um and a lot of people have been coming to me just like asking more information about that even that are like a lot earlier on in their journey and I know they say like don't go to PHS until later but I don't know like if you're a projector like you, that is extremely important information for you to know. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm in differentiation degree program right now and like kind of learning about PHS and race psychology and all of it. But I mean, what's said about entering your PHS is that it shouldn't be done from a from, from the mind, essentially, because your body might not be ready for it completely. And also it has to be a process that you, mm-hmm. know, you work through. And while in some cases that makes sense to me, because some people can like really misinterpret the information and kind of try to mentally apply it instead of exploring within their own life, what that really means. Like, for example, you know, what does calm mean for you? You know, just because you have calm determination doesn't mean that it's going to be identical to someone else's calm determination. Yeah. There's there's a lot to that. We're all different beings, right? And just because I'm I'm designed to eat indirectly doesn't mean that you know my experience is going to fully identify with someone else's experience, right? So there is a process to it and it isn't something that is recommended to enter from a mental place because then you can just yeah just be in your mind a lot and actually not be able to give your body the nutrition that it needs but i also understand that i mean 2027 is right around the corner there's no deconditioning. Honestly, there is no deconditioning without deconditioning your brain. If you have a fat brain, mm. and if you have a body that's actually not functioning well, that's not digesting what it needs to digest and, in, in, and as a result, not having access to its deeper intelligence, which is what tone is, then, you know, you're not really getting ready and prepared for for the world that we're entering into and i think that you know you find the information when you find it and you experiment the way you experiment with it like you know some people are going to go through the process of really like going through how like the coaching process of phs and psychology and some people are just going to do it their own way and that's that's what it is. You know, that's why. Yeah.
1: That's,
0: but I think the last question or like the last topic that we can touch on, cause I know we've been talking for a while <laughs> um, and I'm riding on your ego and your energy. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, I could keep going forever, yeah. but I'm sure nobody wants to watch a three hour
0: episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just what are your thoughts about, 2027, what role do you see projectors playing? And what kind of shifts are you witnessing around yourself? Um,
1: okay, what was the the part before the projector part? Just like, what am I excited for? I forgot. Yeah, I forgot anything. (laughs) Okay, great. So, Like I said, 2027 has been something that like from the very beginning of finding human design, it was just like a deep recognition of like, this is what I'm here for. Um, And reading in the book, understanding that projectors are here to lead this transition and be the guides um, through this transitioning of the ages felt like a big validation for me. It's like I felt my whole life, I've been preparing for something, but I didn't know what. Um and so for a while, like so much of my focus was on educating projectors. Um, like just meeting random people who didn't even know much about human design at the tea house. I used to like my fourth line body used to bring me to the tea house, and that place is a magnet for projectors because you just get to go and like sit and drink tea. <laughs> and so it's like one friendly place out in out in austin where there were just like all these projectors would come in and i would just be sitting there i would go there for like a couple hours a day even and people would give me their information and i would i would like share a little bit a lot of them end up being up being projectors read, read a little bit about their chart and um i think it's it's everything for projectors to be waking up right now um but at the same time like i feel like i've pulled back a little bit on that like everybody's coming to 2027 and projectors can only be seen and recognized you know if everybody's kind of in their design so i don't know i feel like at the beginning you know jovian kind of gives projectors a little bit of like entitlement i feel like around this whole thing and like i am here for the fact like i do believe that projectors are here to lead this change but like we're all moving into this together and so i feel like i'm now more interested in everybody stepping into their role like we don't just need projectors awake we need everybody awake in their authority um and so an idea that or just like a a concept that i've been experimenting with with my fractal and my um my network has been this idea of synarchy that um richard Rudd talks about in the 44th gene key and i have 44 in my personality mood and this is essentially synarchy is collective leadership where we're all just playing our role naturally and it's creating this this momentum and this like magic where just like everything is like living in harmony it's taking our role in nature which is what our authority is right like it's just aligning ourselves with our own true nature taking our role in nature and allowing the natural flow of life to just happen and so um personally how i've been preparing is like like i shared earlier i I have my network. Like I've found my fractal family, who have empowered me to be the alpha. They have, you know, elected me to be the alpha to play my role. And um, it's a lot of pure individuals, a lot of fifth lines, and um, we're ready to go, <laughs> like all in. Like we're we're currently talking about buying land going off grid and like building our own little regenerative community where we're all just living as ourselves. And um, this is like part of the latest mutation, actually, that's happened for me. Like I thought I was going to be launching these offerings. And now, like all of a sudden life is like, no, you're going to be selling your house and moving to California and buying land and creating this like human design, commu- not not just a human design community, but people that are actively in their experiment and speak this language. Um, and so we're full on preparing for 2027. Like shit's crumbling, collective structures are crumbling, and um I'm the alpha also 41 Earth, like I'm tuned into what's coming. I have a lot of third lines, like I very much see my role as like starting to third line like what that could look like for people who are interested in going to like that kind of I mean now it may be perceived as an extreme I don't think very soon it's going to be very extreme I see more and more people um becoming independent from the collective structures and institutions that we currently rely on Um, and so I I'm really excited about it (laughs) I thrive in unexpected chaos right (laughs) um and we're all just kind of like yeah we're done with mainstream culture and all of that like we see we're all like a lot of us are projectors too and like my friend sarah she's 57th um she's like so tuned into what's coming to and survival view and all of that and um yeah i think we all feel really excited about like creating an entire life for ourselves where all we have to do is like be ourselves and like see the magic that is able to unfold when we're like actually in nine centered communion just like building a community um so that's like this is literally all evolved like within the last week like you know, I think I, I, I never fucking know what's happening in my life. It's like, always oh, a radical, unexpected, like transformation, mutation. And all of a sudden, um, a lot of actually most of the people in my network are mountains. And so um, their bodies are like they can't handle being in the city anymore. Like they need to be removed. Um, the air quality here um, is really hard. So my partner moved here from the West Coast and he's mountains and um it's just like it's not vibing with this body so we're like okay well looks like life is bringing us um to more of like a mountains environment and um i'm gonna just create my little market in the mountains um and i just know that like what we're creating is gonna be so fucking cool (laughs) like that people are gonna travel like to us like think about like projectors wait for the people who see you to come to you like i trust in the power of my individual aura and the aura of my fractal like, like honestly that's something too i like i don't have words to even describe what i've recently been experiencing but it really feels like this um i don't feel ident- i don't feel identified with my individuality anymore i feel like i am i connect to my role as the alpha of my fractal, like as the alpha of my network. And all of these people are just extensions of me. And so it's like, it's become almost this like collective awareness. It's my penta, right? (laughs) So um, mutation is happening. 2027 is front of mind for me and my people. Um, And I don't think it's something to be feared. Like I'm so fucking excited to like watch it all burn (laughs) and like know that something so beautiful is gonna come from that. Like remember that everything that is dying is not serving us. It's time for it to be composted. And like, I have such a close relationship with death. Um, Gate 28, my, my personality son, the fear of death. Like it's something I've been like personally contemplating and I had that experience of my mom dying at a really young age. And so death has just been like a really big part of my life. And I feel like a big part of the message that I'm here to share is like, death does not have to be scary. Like it's actually like this opportunity for us to create something more beautiful and more in alignment with who we are. Um, So I'm here for it. I am very excited to start convening like more minds around this conversation. Um, like for a while, I've been wanting to, there are like a variety of different show and like podcast ideas, cause you know, self-projected projector, I'm just, I'm really just here to talk. <laughs> um, but I'm so interested in just exploring this more. And I think that honestly, that's the main thing that attracted me to you originally was hearing the way that you were speaking about 2027. and the information that you've plugged into. Um, And so I'm, yeah, I'm excited to know you and for us to like all witness this process together. And um, I think it's just like, it's such a gift to be alive right now. Like it's, this is such a like momentous occasion and um, I'm just excited, I'm excited for the ride. I'm excited for the ride. I'm excited to watch it all play out and it won't be without struggle. Um, But there's always meaning and purpose to be found in the struggle. Um, And for me personally, like this initiation I'm like currently going through is just like really releasing all attachment. Like that is going to be the key to thriving in in these times is like, you need to release all attachment to what you think is going to happen because everything is going to be unpredictable everything is going to be unexpected and like um that is to me what makes life so exciting like that is like what it's it's like about to be alive Is just like oh, like those feelings only come from this kind of stuff so um yeah i'm quite excited i'd love to hear any Thoughts that like have been coming up for you lately around 2027 and what you're looking forward to, what you're maybe nervous about.
0: Yeah. Firstly, I just want to say that I can just hear your direction. You know, like I can hear your desire, I can hear your G center. I'm going here with my people, you know. (laughs) It just just has a whole different frequency, you know um i just wanted to just wanted to reflect that back to you i can hear the g being like i'm going there with my people and you know i have the desire for for things to not be the same anymore and i'm willing to be in the struggle for that you know it just just it sounds truly like someone who's resourced for what is to come and um in a way lead that, right? With desire, motivation, you know, themes of leadership are are there, in there, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And in terms of how, so I have guilt motivation, right? So I'm tuned into it in a very different way. I feel like, Mm. I feel a lot of responsibility right now. I feel, <laughs> I feel scared too uh, because I just witness so many little changes in my everyday environment. You know, little things like, oh, the water pipe is broken and, you know, so, it used to be fixed in a day and now it sometimes takes way longer. And, uh, you know, just little things like, being able to have people do certain jobs and they're just not here for it anymore you know i mean the way that everything is starting to look at least where i am it's just it's a little depressing to watch that and what's more depressing for me as a projector is to watch my network struggle with that mm. and watch them kind of you know because what i can really sense is everybody has this feeling of like something is shifting, something is changing, something's not right, and we don't know what it is. So there's this like almost like internal panic that I sense in in my environment. And I mean, I don't live around very aware people. I, I really don't. Uh, where I find myself is you know me up on my mountaintop just witnessing all of the chaos and what i do sense is that people are deeply insecure in ways that i've never sensed from people but they also don't know so here i am feeling the responsibility uh on my shoulders in a big way but then again i'm a projector who has to be invited into taking that responsibility to share my understanding. And so um, right now it just kind of feels like heavy for me, It yeah. feels difficult for me. I'm oriented to look at things in, in, in a, in a way where in a hopeless way, I, I mean, I am a second line, so there is always that inherent hope in in me, um, but there is also a lot of hopelessness that I see in terms of what's going to happen, how people are going to experience it, how I'm going to absorb all of that experience. And you know, one thing, the only thing that kind of keeps me really grounded at the moment is I know that strategy and authority is going to help me align with the right forces so I can play mm. my role, you know, moving forward as a guide. And I think that's something that, that keeps me really grounded and that keeps me going. And that keeps me like wanting to share and, you know, like just, just be in the process of it. Like you said, nothing, we need to let go of our expectations or what it's gonna look like of, you know, what the collapse is even going to look like, or what, you know, the arrival of raves is going to look like. I mean, we all have our theories and we all have our ways of thinking about it. And, you know, Ra has painted quite the picture as well. So, but it's, I, I do, I would agree with you that it's going to be completely different from from what we think it's gonna be. And our experience of it is also going to be completely different than we expect it to be. The only thing that we can do right now is be ourselves, be really empowered in our authority and be surrendered, you know, like it's gonna be what it's gonna be. And as long as we get to witness it and see it, it's an interesting time to be alive, you know, regardless of feeling like, I mean, there's always this, as a fourth line, you just hate to see the people I love struggle. I think that is the thing that gets me down the most. Like I know myself, like I'm, 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 I'm a gate 51 personality son, right? I can take shocks. I have taken shocks all my life and I have been able to move my way through them. Um, and yeah, sometimes it's been hard, but I know I can I can I can just be present wherever I am. But what really mm-hmm. really gets me down as a fourth line is just watching my people struggle and not being receptive to guidance. But as a projector, yeah. that's something that I have to accept. You know, maybe they're not going where I'm going, and that's hard. Yeah, you know, that's it's that's so hard, really hard to
1: accept. Um. I, If we would have had this conversation last week, last Friday, that's exactly where I was. Like I completely opened solar plexus, like tapping into the collective grief. Last week I was experiencing such deep melancholy and like such an overwhelming sense of grief that I knew part of it was mine. Obviously, I've been through such a major death over the last year um, but a lot of it was tapping into the collective grief that everybody is experiencing um and i resonate so deeply with what you just said like watching your network struggle like that's what like i was processing last week is like all of these people that have recently like left my network just really fully accepting and like sitting with the fact that like they're not here To have awareness through this process and they are going to be experiencing immense pain and suffering and struggle and confusion and i am completely powerless to do anything except for be myself and put my frequency out into the world and maybe they're meant to come back around and be influenced by me and be empowered by me but maybe they're not and that has been like this know i'm feeling like my channel of struggle like finally just like surrender this fact that i have no ability to influence people who don't recognize and see me and like honestly that being very tied to my marriage that i just got divorced from like he's not he's not going to be waking up in this life like at least as of what i see now and the pain of that like and and seeing also how like now that i am in my own fractal and we are kind of operating at this frequency of higher awareness i'm increasingly like less able to communicate even with with those people like who aren't who aren't in their process and there's so much grief in that it feels like like these worlds are being pulled apart and so i just wanted to share like i I've been in that grief too and I still tap into it. It's like where you're at, you know, in the melancholy, in the wave, in the knowing and not knowing. Um but I I'm currently feeling my like after going to like the depths of my grief and pain and like touching into that collective pain body last week, I'm now feeling my desire turn on in like such a big way and knowing that like the way that I can take responsibility is by showing up fully as myself. That is the power that I have. And I take that responsibility very seriously. And I am here to empower other people to take responsibility for their life and step into their role. If I meant to do that for them. And that's where the surrender comes in. But, um, yeah, it's, we're going to have both, right? Like, it's going to be both, it's going to be magic, and it's going to be, it's going to be like magic beyond anything we've ever seen before, and pain beyond anything we've ever experienced before. Like, that is the human experience. And so I've seen myself through personal experience, personal view, like, the deeper I go into the depths of my own pain and the collective pain, the higher I'm able to experience this, like, just otherworldly magic. And so I feel like that is how I'm able to be of service to the collective is just through like reminding people that on the other side of pain, you know, is just something unexpectedly amazing. And um, really the balance is just not attaching to either of them. And that comes back to this, just like the message I keep hearing is like, it's just no attachment. Like, and I feel like I'm floating literally like in space currently and it's there, it's a little scary and it's also a little exhilarating. And there's always gonna be those two feelings to it, you know? So yeah. yeah. Um I'm excited to see how it all goes.
0: Yeah. I mean the image that i always find comfort in and it's so morbid but i'm just a little bit of a morbid person i guess <laughs> but, you know how ra mentioned like that type this scene from titanic when the titanic is sinking with the musicians are just playing their music and there's just so much comfort that i find in in that imagery and i just think to myself like you know it's going to be what it's going to be but I'm going to play my music and I'm going to rejoice in my music and I'm going to be present in the moment and I'm going to honor life in the best way that I can moment to moment every single day and then I'll see it's going to be what it's going to be and whatever's going to be is going to be great because that's the life I'm here for you know and just having like you said that sense of I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm detached, but I wouldn't say I'm attached,
1: you know, Mm, mm -hmm.
0: present to it and okay with it. And it's strange, you know, to have become this kind of person where you can just be like, truly, it's going to be what it's going to be. And my only job is to witness it and maybe share about it, you know, if anyone invites me and that's it and there's success in that you know mm-hmm. and not some idea of success that we've been sold all our life but just this deep feeling of being seen and heard and yeah just just respected for for my essence you know and mm. uh, that's just that's beautiful can't complain about yeah <laughs> boy yeah Awesome. I had so much fun and yeah, I know we could go on forever and ever and maybe we <laughs> do another time when we're face yeah. and yeah, but I really enjoyed having this conversation with you. Thank you so much.